Yeah. Now this week has been a lot, but after sitting down, processing everything, I am personally ready to get back to grinding my teeth, grinding this coffee, grinding this tape, and grinding for y'all. Okay? So we're insistently right bike into rookie prep. Today's video will be covering the curious case of Devon A-Chain, the Texas A&M stud running back. I'm going to repeat that for you. The Texas A&M stud running back, Devon A-Chain. And some of you might be asking, what's the curious case about? He's a stud. Just shut your mouth and continue on. No, no. There will be a lot of back and forth with this kid. He is not only a phenomenal football player and running back, also a track star. But extremely undersized. So we're going to dive into what he does well, what he does terribly, and what we can expect for him at the next level. Can he break the boundaries of these smaller, undersized running backs that typically have not seen success at the NFL level? However, there are a few of them undersized that have seen massive success. And there's a part of me that thinks he's more likely to be those guys because of what I've seen on film and what I've seen in the numbers than the other guys, all right? This is kind of bringing bike a, uh, a little series that I used to do two years ago. Don't say the car's topless. We say the titties is out. Don't say my car's topless. Say the titties is out. I didn't make that up. It was all Nas. I just made it popular, all right? So we are exposing college players. We are exposing rookies coming into the NFL this year. For better or for worse, you know, we are exposing them to the masses if they are good. We are exposing them as frauds if I think they're they're not up to snub, if I think they're not a convertible, if I think they're not worth that down payment, all right? Devon A-Chain, first up in this list. We'll be doing this series on Tuesday going forward, highlighting one player that we are taking the top off of, all right? I know it's Friday, but I wanted to get bike in the swing of things. Here we are, Devon A-Chain. Let's tuck our shirts in. Let's start off with the elephant in the room, okay? The elephant in the room is that Devon A. Chain is the opposite of an elephant. He is small. He is probably 185 pounds. You know, I've seen anywhere from 180 up to 195. You know how these things can be thrown around in the pre-draft process, whether it's the player, or the school, or an intern at the school for the website, or his agent, or opposing running back agents that want to make them look whatever the case may be we we very rarely get a real number until they officially weigh in at the combine or the senior bowl or whatever so we will have to wait on that for a chain we just know he is an undersized running back okay so a chain is is, is just built different in two ways he's undersized but there are also not many people on the planet that can run as fast as this man. He has been a standout track star dating back to his high school days, running track in college at Texas A&M. So the, the 98 speed in Madden is certainly enticing. But a lot of the times when we see a guy that fast, that is what has you know, helped them excel throughout their football career. So they tend to rely on that as their talent, as their skill. And at the NFL level, any one-trick pony is eventually going to fade out. But I'm here to tell you that Devon A. Chain is anything but a one-trick pony. And as I mentioned in the beginning, he is, I think, just as likely to hit the ceiling of some of these smaller, really fast running backs. Think of 
Jamal Charles, Chris Johnson, and and like Philip Lindsay. This is the time of the year where, where names like that just ridiculously get thrown around. Chris Johnson, Jamal Charles, of course, that's the elite of the elite, the upper tier of the upper part of the spectrum that a player can end up being. The point is to get across, he is a good in-between-the-tackles runner, similar to Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay was 100, 185 pounds, had real breakaway speed, and was a very good um, in-between-the-tackles runner at the next level for multiple years over. The very first thing that jumped off the screen to me when it comes to Devon Chain and his ability to run in between the tackles is this thing that he does where he's patient when he gets to the line of scrimmage. And rather than like kind of looking around or whatever for the hole, he stays small, which is crazy because he's already, you know, bite size, but he stays small. And then as soon as he finds the hole he wants to blast to, he uses his offensive lineman almost as like a, a mushroom from Mario where he swipes the back of them or he uses them as leverage and he pushes himself into the hole to blast off immediately. And there's this clip uh, against LSU where he does this. It's like a simple run right up the middle. The linebacker covers the hole in which the run play was going to go. He takes the the back of his left guard or left tackle, whatever uh you know, lineman that is right now. I can't actually watch the film while I'm doing this. And then he pushes off and accelerates through that fucking hole to the left side. He does this all the time. And it's this neat little trick that helps him get to his top speed. And his top speed is elite, right? If he could do that often, he's a problem child on the field. His in-between-the-tackle skills are very reminiscent to dudes like Austin Eckler or like even Aaron Jones, who's obviously bigger, but still in that like smaller frame where you see teams utilize other bigger backs on the goal line and typically those guys are less effective because it's like these guys are undersized but their vision is so good you know you don't need to have size to have vision it's not the bigger the eyes the bigger the prize that's just not how it works in the NFL if you have really good vision you have really good lateral agility in those tight spaces on the goal line in the red zone areas where things get really fast you have to be able to move really fast and that's what guys like this that's why guys like this excel in these places and listen here HA might be undersized and small but he ain't no bitch man watch the end of that LSU game this dude the last game of this season versus LSU 38 carries 38 carries I'm talking about the last two minutes of the game game in hand he's carrying dudes five yards he's on carry 36 37 38 getting hit by linebackers that are 215 230 240 and moving them down the chains okay crazy performance out of him gutsy willing to fucking leave it all on the line you love to see it as a pass catcher uh I think he is not like overly skilled but if you get a guy like this in the open field, which I would hope if you're going to draft him, a lot of the draft capital uh, in terms of like expectations for him are early second round, day two for sure. Uh, could go to a place like Miami or Arizona or you know any of those places that need high upside explosive playmakers that fit the offense. You got a guy like this in space, he's gone, man. He is uh, the burners are leaving dudes crispy behind him. So he is tough, but with all that being said, he's pretty fucking terrible at pass blocking. And we'll get into the numbers in a second. Uh, my main concern. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold as will be for most of the offseason for a lot of you guys that are scared to draft him, will be his size. I am not scared whatsoever for his skill set translating onto an NFL field as it pertains to his size, but there's always, always, always the high chance that an NFL head coach just sees the size and pigeonholes him into a very small role, a specialty player. Uh, you know, had Cliff Kingsbury still been there and Arizona drafts him, like, there, here we go with Rondell Moore 2.0. Not similar players at all. I, I just mean from a weapon standpoint where it's like, Rondell Moore can separate on the outside. We're just never going to use him that way because I think he's this guy and that's exactly the way that we're going to use him. Devontae Chain, extremely skilled in between the tackles runner. So when we start to look more into the numbers, uh, he wasn't over overutilized as a freshman. He was a relatively big-time recruit. Um, didn't do much as a freshman. Sophomore year, he played pretty much side by side with Isaiah Spiller. That most of y'all, uh, you know, we took the top off of Isaiah Spiller last last rookie season. We'll put it that way. Uh, he outperformed Isaiah Spiller. Isaiah Spiller had a little bit more work, but uh, pound for pound, run for run, click for click, bar for bar, Devon A. Chain absolutely uh, outplayed Isaiah Spiller at Texas A&M. Also, a very good kick returner has brought multiple kickoffs back to the cribbo during his time at Texas A&M. But during his junior year, this most previous year, he was handed the keys to the convertible. And the first thing he did after twisting them was take the top immediately off. I mean, it became his backfield right away. This dude had 196 carries. The next closest running back had 36 carries. He ended up being all SEC first team running back out here. 3.6 yards after contact per attempt. Again, for a dude that size, that is extremely impressive. That is 38th among 169 qualified running backs. He ran for 10-plus yards on 17.9% of his runs. That was 30th among 169 qualified running backs. And again, I go back to that LSU game. I would go watch that game. That is one of the most impressive running back performances of the entire season. 38 carries for 217 yards, two rushing scores. In terms of overall elusiveness, um, I mean, he's not like the most shifty player in open field I, I definitely not a negative to his game but I think the numbers kind of bear out that he is maybe a little bit above average in terms of elusiveness his PFF elusiveness rating uh ranked 49th among about 170 qualified running back per sports info solutions they had him a little bit lower than that and I will go back I did go back to 2021 and look at his like per touch efficiency metrics uh elusiveness and things like that and they were better in 2021 so it does beg the question with a bigger workload does that become problematic. Some of me just feels like when you take on the bigger workload, when a guy like Isaiah Spiller, who's 225 pounds, leaves, of course, you know, your yards per carry and these types of numbers are going to go down a little bit because you start to pick up all the short yardage work. You have all the third and ones and third and twos and second and ones and goal line touches where no matter what, best case scenario from a, an efficiency and yardage standpoint, you're capped at one or two yards. Even if you do your job to the best of your ability, you're getting one yard, you're getting the first down. Great for real life, not great for uh, statistics, but all around just a great junior performance out of him. In terms of being a pass catcher, A-Chain was uh, fantastic as a sophomore, and then his role again kind of switched up in 2022. He ran way fewer, you know, deeper, uh, more developed routes. His 
average depth of target dipped from 2.8 and 3.0 in 2020 and 2021 all the way down to negative 0.6 this year. So his average target was behind the line of scrimmage. And I don't want to blame it all on that because while like his raw 36 receptions is a very high number for a college running back, it ranked top 15 in the nation. An impressive feat by itself for sure, but he averaged 5.4 yards per reception. That is a very, very low number. This happens a lot with college running backs where you see a guy maybe have like 10 catches his first year, you know, uh, 21 his second year, 35 his third year, and you're like, okay, he's getting incrementally better. But a lot of the efficiency metrics start to pull back a little bit. Whereas you look at a guy like Kenny McIntosh, right, who is an excellent pass catcher in this class, his numbers from a volume standpoint continue to go up year over year over year and his efficiency numbers stay the same. That triggers to me like, okay, this dude is a problem in the passing game. Whereas A-Chain, that 5.4 yards per reception number ranked 148th nationally, uh, 0.66 yards per reception ranked outside of the top 100. So I've, I have, if used correctly, if they know how to use him in the passing game and getting him into open space, uh, that will result in a lot of big plays with his speed. If you're trying to utilize him in a way where he is like an upper echelon pass catcher, I could see that end up being a little bit of a problem for his game. Uh, but he's a good enough athlete that he'll be able to do most of the things that are asked of him at the next level. Outside of possibly pass blocking, as I said, his pass blocking grades in college, not good. Uh, he ranked 170th out of 200 qualified running backs in 2022, 233rd out of 250 the year before that, the year before that, didn't qualify. So that is obviously not the strength of his game. Strength overall is not going to be the strength of his game. Undersized, we'll see what he comes in at at the combine. I expect his 40-yard dash time to be jaw-dropping mouth-watering type shit, type beat. We all know that that's going to happen. Um, but again, I would go watch the film and just dissect the way he runs in between the tackles. He is decisive. He is explosive. He's patient, right? He waits for the right hole, and then he uses his speed correctly and intelligently to hit the hole hard. I love this dude. Um, I will be willing to draft him. As long as he gets the draft capital, I'll be willing to draft him with an early uh, with an early pick in rookie drafts, whether that I don't know where he'll settle at, but maybe, you know, the 109, the 110, the 111. I will not be shying away from this dude because of his size if I need to use a first round pick on him. Will I put him up into like the upper echelon tier? That will probably depend on draft capital and landing spot, but I will not be one of those dudes who shies away from him based on historical data of smaller running backs. I'd say we took the I'd say we took the top off. All right. I like this dude a lot. I love this dude. Let me know who I need to expose. Guys either getting too much hype and we need to take the top off on them or we need to put a bike on them or dudes that are super underrated. I've been I've been diving into my running back bag a little bit. Uh, we're like six or seven deep right now, so we will continue to rip these off. I think every Monday we're going to do a full rookie mock draft. Actually, not full because I don't have enough players yet, but we will be doing a mock draft every single Monday. I'm going to start bringing on guests to the channel, probably dudes like Ray G, uh, among you know the dudes who do this on a daily so let me know any guests that you want me to bring on in order to do so and that's it we'll keep ripping so let me know what type of content you want to see going forward i hope you enjoyed subscribe to the channel if you're new if you're in dynasty leagues we're also going to be putting together eventually um, some way to organize you into dynasty leagues if you are interested in uh, getting together with other bdge fans and audience members so that we can you know get you started because dynasty leagues are fun as shit and i hope you had fun too i'm out of here